Hello, podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning into the Rescue Mission podcast, where we talk about real topics that affect real people. I wanted to share with you that this episode of the podcast is a bonus episode. We sit down with a past or present program resident and get the opportunity to hear their story. We hope you find this episode informative and inspiring. If you would, please take a few moments to leave a review for the Rescue Mission podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. This spreads the word and helps us connect with people that have never heard of us before. Enjoy this bonus episode. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, we've got Doug today on the podcast. We are downstairs on the first floor doing one of these bonus episodes here. Doug, tell us, who is Doug? Well, um, Doug is a person that has been restored, really. That's how I can describe Doug right now. Okay, where do you, where do you come from, Doug? Well, it's a very long story. We're here for it. Um, I was born and raised in Malawi, Africa, in 1981. And I grew up in a family of three. I have two sisters. I'm the only boy. Okay. So during those years, you know, I remember, I think I was about 12, when I started the behavior of like having gasoline. Mm-hmm. So okay. that was like, you know, that's a giving me pretty fine. intense thing. Yes. Yes. So I was doing that. I did that for a very long time. And um, at that time, my parents did not approve it. They were mad that I was doing that. And they tried, like, you know, to put me on the right path. But I was not listening to them. I wanted to do my own thing, you know, because it was making me happy. It made me, like, you know, relaxed and stuff like that. So I liked the feeling. Um, how how old were you? About 12. Oh, man. Yeah. It was a really young age. Yeah. And uh, my dad also at the time, he was uh, drinking. Mm. So sometimes he'll buy, you know, his liquor, beer, whatever, and put it in the refrigerator. And sometimes after school, I'll go to the refrigerator and, you know, mm take wine and drink and sometimes you don't go back to school because the school was really close to where I used to live. Yeah. So that's pretty much, you know, how I remember about my upbringing. So Malawi is a pretty long way away from here. Oh, yeah. How did you end up in Fort Wayne? Well, when I came to the U.S., I think that was in the year 2005, I came here as an old pair. I was uh well, you know, au pair, like you take care of the children and the babies. Yes. Yeah. So um, I got a job, that job in Malawi, I had to apply for it. So they said, okay, um, you're going to have to go through a certain process and stuff. So we did that. And I came here to the States and I used to live in Kentucky. And I was taking care of about four children which of course we still com- I still communicate with them right now they're wonderful family they will come meet there man it was it was really good it was really good yes so I stayed in Kentucky for about one year and after my program was over I enrolled in school uh, in Michigan at Lake Michigan College so I was going to school and at the same time, I was working full time. Then, you know, I met a beautiful lady. 
And, you know, we started from there. We got married in 2008. Yeah, and we had two children together. Two boys together. But then uh, things kind of turned around in 2015. You know, she turned into drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was not easy on me, on the children. And pretty much it caused me to drink a lot. Mm. Yeah, so the the relationship was always on the edge. And then there were moments that she started disappearing from the house. She would stay gone for two, three, four days. And it continued like that for a very long time. And um, I remember uh, that, you know, we were staying at this uh place in South Bend, I think it's also on the Hewitt Street, and uh, she had got into it with the landlord, and the, the landlord had cancer at the time, so she was like, no, I'm not going to, you know, have time to um, deal with, you know, with her, because of the way she was carrying herself, and so we got evicted from there, and then we ended up going to a motel, but while I was at the motel, um, she continued to do whatever she wanted to do. She would disappear for days. And I ended up drinking a lot, I remember, and taking, you know, made, uh, some sleeping pills. Just, you know, tried to cope up with the situation that was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it did not work well with me. I found myself having hallucinations and hearing voices and all kind of stuff. So I ended up go I ended up going to the hospital. Um they uh put me like in a what? Um it's called Epworth, more like a rehab. Because mm-hmm. I told them what the problem was. Yeah. And then I began to call, you know, I tried to find out where my wife was, but she was not nowhere to be seen. I tried to call her, you know, because I really loved her, even though she had all those issues going you know, going on, but she was a mother of my children, so I tried to talk to her, but she was not picking up the phone. When she picked up the phone, she told me that she was in Chicago, and pretty much that was the end of our relationship. So it's like at that time, I had nowhere to go. I had no money, nothing. So I was really depressed, and uh, um, doctors at the airport they decided that I have to go to East Chicago to get more treatment of alcohol. So I went there, and I spent there about three months getting a treatment. And then I had also another issue with my immigration paperwork because even though I was here, I did not file for my immigration because of lack of finance. So... It was really hard on me. I was just constantly thinking about, you know, what would be my next step, you know. So when they heard about my story, they were like, you know, they were like, you know what, okay, there's this one place where they can help you, including your, you know, alcoholism and addictions. So I said, why can't you try to go to Rescue Mission in Fort Wayne? I didn't know where Fort Wayne was. I didn't know. They told you this in Chicago? Yes. Yes. Chicago famous Fort Wayne. (laughs) Yes, it is. So that's when uh, they 
called for a taxi and you know I was discharged there and I came straight here to Fort Wayne and I it's remember expensive taxi right yeah yeah and I remember when I got here I was like oh my god what am I gonna do I was never seeing sure. you know line of people from here to there and you know I was really nervous didn't know what to expect but somewhere somehow just thankful that there, I was somewhere you know I was not homeless and you know I had people that was there to help me so they got me in the program and I remember Jay <laughs> referred me to upstairs and yep. like okay um I'm so gonna. you're saying it's Jay's fault then <laughs> I just want to be really clear. I just I'm just trying to interpret no, for, Jay, for our listeners. Jay is so welcome. He listened to you know my problems that I had at the time because I was having even some suicidal thoughts at the time when I first got here. So Jay was like, you know, um, okay, go get your treatment at PBH. Then you know you can come and I'm gonna connect you. You know to go upstairs. There's a program that can help you out. So eventually. I was, you know, accepted in the program. And that's when I seen changes. I seen changes. I started working with a therapist. I started taking classes. I started going to devotions. And, you know, I started interacting with some people here. And I found out that, you know, some people shared the very same experience like I did. And that alone helped me a lot. It kind of took my... um, my suicide thoughts away. Uh, yeah. And I started feeling, I started feeling good. I started feeling good. And I started going to classes. Um, I started, you know, appreciating myself more. And I knew that I was not alone. And I really thank God, you know, that God sent me to less commission, even though I did not know you know, where I was going, but God knew where I was going, you know. So it's like he opened up my eyes to see now that, you know, I have help. I got now friends, you know, tell me it's going to be okay, you know. Um, I've seen a lot of changes too, you know. I feel much, much, much better. I know that, you know, I was married and stuff like that. I still have those kind of thoughts about my family, my Right now, I have courage because of the help that I got at the rescue mission, mm-hmm. talking to staff, when you know, all kind of programs that they do have. But also, you know, for me, um, just to have a bed to sleep, hmm. you know, and food to eat, yeah. that means a lot to me. That means a lot to me. And I cannot thank um, rescue mission enough. You said this was a, you started out by saying it's a, a story of restoration. Yes. What's being restored? Just um, two areas. Because um, when I was out there, you know, drinking and, you know, being on drugs, I kind of lost the relationship with God. Mm. I lost that relationship. And in whatever I was doing, I felt that God is calling me. This is not for me. I cannot continue to go this route. God, please help me. God, please take me out of this situation. Save me. 
I had that voice with me all the time. Mm. You know, now that I'm here and I'm going to devotions, you know, and it's pretty much, you know, when we go to eat, they pray, you know, and we got a pastor too here um, that we go to in the evening. So those words of God, you know, here left and right. And I started having hope, mm. you know. I cast all my cares to him. Say, you know what, God, you're the one that knows where my life is going. And I start feeling good because of that. Yeah. Yeah, and even mentally too. When I um, um, started, you know, talking to my therapist, talking to staff around here, everything else, my case managers, everything is going to be okay. This situation, you know, you're not alone. It's going to get better. And, you know, I listen and pray about it and, I started feeling good. I started, you know, talking to people more and feeling the joy inside of me, you know. So, yes, I've been restored. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's, so, so that's where you've been and that's where you are. Where do you, where do you feel like you're going? Oh, you know what? I really feel that there's a lot of possibilities for me right now. Because I'm not being held back by drugs. I'm not being held back by alcohol. You know, I feel like, you know, like, okay, if there are opportunity rises where I can go and, you know, buy, uh, fit an application for a job, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be scared that, you know, I'll, maybe if they drug test me, I'll be dirty, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, I, I see a lot of doors open up for me. As long as I stay sober, as long as I, 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 I follow God's instructions and, you know, I stay with God and everything else will be taken care of. It's like, you know, God is giving me hope of the future. It's not like I'm afraid of anything. Mm. You know, he knows my path. You know, I know where, where I've been and I know where I'm going. That's a big deal, man. It is. It is. I'm, I'm excited for the part of the story that we've been able to be a part of. And I feel like this is probably just your beginning, right? A new, yes. a new beginning. Anyway. A new beginning. Right. Yeah, a new perspective. Well, we're new so perspective. stoked that you shared. I, I, I'm guessing there's a lot more chapters in your book. Oh, yeah. Most but, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> most uh, definitely. We just, you know, touched here and there, here yeah, and there, here and there. The just, pieces. you know, because of time. Right. right. You know, yeah. <laughs> because of time. But. That's pretty much it for now. The yeah. story is still being written still, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Thanks for so much for sharing your story with us. I know that when this goes out and people listen to it, they're going to find it inspiring and they're going to be encouraged by your story. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God is good. All Amen. the time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rescue Mission Podcast, we ask you to consider leaving a review, subscribing, following whatever platform you're on. We'd love to have you keep up with us and what's going on with the Rescue Mission Podcast. Thanks for listening.